welcome back. Yeah. Just kidding. But we're your favorite pair of best friends. So we can all be best friends together. <laughs> anyway, moving on. We're back. Yes. Hello. Finally. Look, welcome to And Then We Fought a Dragon. And then we fought a dragon. Yay. You may have noticed that we have been gone for like three months. Um, that is not because the campaign stopped. That is because my body decided to stop. <laughs> not literally, but had some health stuff and are dealing with that. But we're back on track with enough limited energy to have some fun and chat about D&D again. So we're going to give that a go. It's going to be a little wild because obviously we have three months to catch up on. So I'll just kind of play it by ear how much of that we catch up on today and maybe we'll have to do a part two catch up depending on how long we chat about things and also the the recap from des will be delightful because it's been three months so remembering everything will be a joy (laughs) but i guess we should reintroduce ourselves who are you i'm desiree hi i'm becky hello Hello, nice to re-meet you. Would you like to recap for us what we last talked about? Yeah, I was just mentioning before we started recording how vague my <laughs> um, notes had gotten because we had been so consistent that it was it didn't really matter because the context was pretty fresh. Um, <laughs> that changed, obviously. The context <laughs> is not fresh and the notes are vague. So... I think we kind of both have, well, you obviously are more aware. Yeah, I have literal intense detailed notes. Yeah, but, I but like for me, I'll, I'll have to uh, be like, hmm, I don't know what this is about. It's <laughs> funny because, you know, the campaign's still going, what, yeah. but I, I was not a- aware of anything. So yeah. everyone was just kind of in my mind just existing and I just had to I just had to pretend for (laughs) for three months just be like maybe this is what they're doing I don't know for sure I'm so excited to tell you what's been going on I I feel like it was um it was like I lost some friend truly it was because um I don't have you're it <laughs> and, and so 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 the the you know the consistency of being having pretend friends was um a distraction and then yeah. and then it stopped and I was like oh this is this is a little bit sad but Aww. you guys st- stuck around in my head maybe That's sweet maybe not accurately uh to what was actually going on but you guys <laughs> went on some fun adventures cool. in my brain we love an alternate reality episode. Excellent. It really was. It was a it was a filler episode. Nice. Just a little detour. They had a guest writer. Um, okay. So, recap. The last time we spoke, what was how did I used to introduce anyways, doesn't matter. Last time we spoke. Yes. Um you were frozen in time. We were. There was a pod. Don't a know pod? the context of that. Pod. Oh, a pod. I don't remember the context of that either. Okay, moving on. Um, 
Usually when I recap, I don't go through every single thing I jotted down, but yeah. this time I will just so, because they are so vague and they're, there's not that many, but yeah. so healed and alive. I think because everyone nearly exited. Yeah, we had just gone back from the Feywild, right? We yeah. Fighting prisoner 61. And, and you guys took a, took a beating. We did. We um, almost TPK'd. <laughs> yeah. <Me>. Um, <laughs> not, that's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> In the context of D and D, kind of is, I guess. So. Um, food and debrief because you went to the tavern pub. What yes, the yeah. pod greatly, and you got some packages. We did mysteriously. Um, it says Bones Charm. I think that's when you had something. You sent it to Bones. Oh yeah, uh, Selwyn made a charm out of a little bone she'd found for, to add to her bracelet, so she could send Bones messages. Right. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Okay. Um, because Bones loves us and would love to hear from us more. Yes, that's a lie. He would not. <laughs> we love being delusional. It gets us through life. We literally named ourselves after Bones. We are Bones Boys. So, <laughs> um, my next thing is just puppy. I don't know what that is about. Tyrion got a puppy. In oh, right, package. right. Manta. I think that was um not elaborated on it was really quick at it the last time yeah we didn't get to know because yeah it was so new um then i just have what question mark is question mark happening question mark so i think something was <laughs> disruptive well kaylin was really confused with how we got back and how everything was suddenly all fine and dandy again after we almost all died and suddenly we were getting mysterious presents and no one else seemed to really care and Kaylin okay. was going, what is happening? Okay. <laughs> right. And then my next point is get to the point. I think there was a lot of rambling happening and we just wanted to figure out what what was ha- going on. Yeah, I think it was Braley. That's my theory. Yeah. <laughs> so then there was the ball prep. Yeah. So getting ready for the Yay! ball, which I realized. Yeah. This, the prep, the, for me, on the other end of things, I've been waiting for this ball to happen for a full year. A year? A year. A full year. Because I remember, um, like, I'm house sitting right now, and I house sit the first couple months of the year. And this time last year, I was house sitting, and you had said, we're having a ball, and I don't even know what outfit I'm going to wear. That was a year ago. We were invited, like, so early on in the campaign. Yeah. And so I've been literally waiting for this ball for a year. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And what a year it's been. What a year it's been. (laughs) Literally, literally near-death, literal near-death life experience. Near-death life? But anyways, we we almost didn't make it. (laughs) Well, we started a podcast, Living Our Lifelong Dream. So... Highlights I, and lowlights. It, it was just nice to kind of realize the context of like yeah. time, I guess. Because cool. like, when obviously when you told me about the ball, we were, it was just a off, like, oh, in my D&D campaign, we're having a ball. I'm excited. Yeah. I don't know. I have to, you know, think of something to wear. But I was not as, actually, you still were telling me everything. I would send you voice memos that were exactly <laughs> yeah. like this podcast. <laughs> but it wasn't, it wasn't formal. It was different, yeah. <laughs> um, but still, 
despite all that, it's just interesting to be like, wow, look, yeah, look what we've been through. Look and how far we've come. Yeah, it's nice that it's documented. It yeah. really is. It, it'd be <laughs> funny to um, get those voice memos and just have, and just like yeah. see the progression because obviously it wasn't a conversation. It was mm-hmm. just you talking for 20 minutes. Yeah. Which was fun, was but I would I would lie in bed <laughs> with my phone and just listen. Yeah, and so, well, just, bedtime story. It really was. <laughs> so, anyways, um, and then the last one was exposing you. Yeah, I have no context to offer. For yeah, that one. so <laughs> cool. Just just nice and vague. We love a good exposure. <laughs> Can you imagine if I was just like mad at you for some not that like that but just like I was just mad I was like next time I'm gonna expose her <laughs> as a fraud yeah. and then and then we stopped recording yeah. I'm exposing you real suspenseful there <laughs> so that's all well, I have cool. there's there. our recap there we are I'm excited definitely to um find out what's been going on yeah i'm excited too because i had to catch up on typing up all my notes the last little while so i've been like getting to kind of relive some of this in my mind and remember things that feels like it was so long ago even though for the characters it was like a week or a few weeks or whatever like it time is crazy in D campaigns I love it, it really is it's kind <laughs> of like I mean, just back to the point of it's been a year mm-hmm. since you said that you were going to a ball. Yep. And in campaign, it's like, I guess, a couple months, basically. Wow. Yep. Well. Well, here we go, then. I will start the catch up. I'm going to recap who we have as characters, though, because it's been a real long time. So let's remind you of the party. Yeah. We have Kaylin, who is me. Yeah, she is a half elf ranger. This will be a test for me as well to remember if I actually accurately remember everybody's <laughs> details. Don't, don't embarrass yourself. <laughs> yeah, we have Quinn, who is our elven fighter. We have Selwyn, who is our elven cleric. We have a lot of elves in our party. We have Ava. I can't remember if Ava's a half-elf or an elf. I'm sorry, Ava. But she's a druid. I know mm-hmm. that much. And we have Kyrian, who is a tiefling rogue. And that is our pate. And we are ready to go to a ball. So Finally. I need to start off the way we started off that session with describing some sick fits, y'all. Because <laughs> we all... <laughs> That's how I talk to my dads. It's been three months. I've grown up. <laughs> um, we all got to plan our own outfits for our characters. And it was pretty cool. And people put a lot of thought and effort into it. So I can tell you about them. Sorry that you guys are listening to a podcast. I'll try and describe it as best I can so that you can see it. Oh, yeah. Life. We're not we're not recording video because somebody's an invalid currently somebody's literally lying in bed anyway um (laughs) but also to expose myself every podcast we recorded before this i was lying in bed 
every but single like, video podcast I was lying you in bed. were sitting up in bed barely I, yeah <laughs> I was I am literally lying in bed like a Victorian invalid here <laughs> pass me some blanc lamage or something I, I was propped up in bed because I have an excessive amount of pillows but I I'm always lying in bed that's that's where I live bed is good but bed does not get videoed so we will describe instead des has pictures so she can help me describe if i'm missing what feels like key features of them fits um we'll start with selwyn so selwyn is like a super tall elven lady with long luscious white hair and she had kind of her hair up in like a half up top knot and she's wearing this long flowy white dress with gold detailing and gold jewelry and kind of bandeaus on her arms and a gold belt and then she has little stars on her dress and she had minor illusion cast on her dress so that the stars actually twinkled (laughs) very fancy that's pretty yeah it was super pretty so that was Selwyn's outfit and then we had Ava's outfit Ava had this pretty green dress with a long flowy skirt and kind of like a what do you call that kind of top? Like she has a velvet top with kind of the, the peekaboo shoulder top area. I don't know how to describe it. I'm real bad at describing clothes. Cap sleeves? Well, no, the cap sleeves, but also like the illusion is the word coming to mind, but I know it's not the right word. Where there's like an overlay that's kind of sheer, but you have the, the regular bodice underneath. Anyway, I feel like people know what it, that means, but there's a word to describe it. Yeah, sheer overlay is a great descriptor. With like some some sparkly, almost beading floral designs in the skirt. And she had like some ivy and greenery braided into her hair. And a nice little tiara. And super cool heeled boots. Very cool. Leather boots designed to look like leaves kind of enwrapping your foot and coming up. Very neat. Uh Oh. Des is yawning a lot lately, so um, if you hear any weird noises, it's just a yawn. It's fine. It's a it's a lot of big yawns, but it's fine. <laughs> it's um, fine. I really like the boots. Yeah, they're cool boots. Um, Kirian was Kirian is kind of our fancy boy of the party. He's always dressed super formal, I guess. And so his outfit was in keeping with his formal taste. He was in like a red eye-catching suit with like a matching red vest and a black button-up underneath and the the red suit has kind of like some black jewel-like detailing on one of the shoulders and embroidery. like embroidery is it embroidery because it's not like beading. It's beading yeah kind of bedazzling on the shoulder and a little um kerchief in his pocket and everything super fancy super sleek it's very top. dapper it's very dapper. And like Kyrian is, if I recall correctly, quite a dark tiefling. So I imagine the contrast of the red and him would be rather striking. It's a very nice red. Yeah. And Quinn, who is our fighter, kind of wanted to incorporate her fighterness into her outfit. So she has this black dress that has kind of sheer sleeves and top as well but then a silver like breastplate built into her dress kind of like armor aspect with it and uh she also had a circlet that she was wearing because that was her gift from the mystery presence Mm -hmm. she received a circlet so she was wearing her circlet and um 
as was revealed later in the episode, but we all knew going into the episode anyway, her skirt was tearaway to become pants underneath because <laughs> you got to be able to fight at any moment, even at a ball. So super cool. Very cool. I like this. It's very Anna Green Gable sleeves. Yes, very puffed sleeves mm-hmm. and would have been so proud. I like the armor too. It's cool. Yeah, very cool. And because the armor is all silvery, it contrasts nicely with the with the black dress. And that leaves Kaylin with me. So I was wearing a kind of, I guess, like bronzy, coppery colored gown. Very flowy, fitted bodice, kind of mostly sleeveless, but like little sheer sleevelets almost lots of kind of gold (laughs) jeweling don't mock my words i know they're not real words capelet is a word why can't sleevelet be a word i'm making it one no sleep i think sleevelets are a word but you said sleevelets there's two of them (laughs) (laughs) anyway there's nice jeweling and bedazzling on my dress as well i was also wearing a circlet because you know kaylin doesn't get the chance to dress up like a princess very often so she was gonna go all out and wear a crown as well and being you know a sensible ranger girl wearing some sensible ballet flats with that fit so your millennial is (laughs) I, honestly, though, I don't think Kaylin is going to be wearing heeled shoes. No. She's going to be wearing flat shoes. So maybe not ballet flats, whatever that world's equivalent is. But she wants to be able to platform docks. <laughs> platform docks. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> that would not be Kaylin, I don't think. <laughs> They're yeah, very pretty shoes. Those were our fits. So yeah, I, I, had dressed I like the ear cuffs, fancy. too. Yeah, I had some little, like, um, what us humans in the real world wear to make it look like you have bedazzled elf ears. I had some of those that you Kayla say that as if so top. many of us just wear those. Those are totally a thing and you can buy them all on Etsy and it's fine. <laughs> They're pretty. <laughs> yep. So we were excited about our outfits and we had arranged with our, our dear friends, the boys who live in Corintha and they're just some of the young adult guys in the Corintha guard that they were the ones who weren't working were going to come be our dates so some people had had dates arranged and they came to pick us up in uh some some fancy carriages which was very exciting and we mm-hmm. all went off they were wearing nice formal guard uniforms looking sharp and uh we headed off to the ball and got to this big meeting hall event space with like a circular drive and fountain whole shebang classical music is coming out of the doorway, candles lighting up the space, etc. And as we enter, it's clearly a large room filled with very fancy people. We're not super fancy people, but we tried. And as we go in, kind of like a, a bit of a hush falls, and then some whispering begins. And like people, yes. Sorry, one question. What was yep. the original context of the ball? So the original context of the ball was way back in the day we fought some rats in Corintha and Lady Blackwell saw us dealing with this problem that the city hadn't been dealing with even though they'd been aware of and was like wow you guys are great you get shit done and so she 
kind of invited us to this ball and then had sent her us off to her country house to deal with the weirdness that was going on there with undead creatures and things. Mm-hmm. So she was our connection to the ball. She's one of the four key council members of Corintha. And then everything just really escalated. Everything escalated, but also she'd invited us to the ball in advance. So we, we knew there would be a stretch of time between yeah. going. But yeah, that was uh, back in the day when the worst thing we were fighting was a bunch of giant crazy rats on the street. <laughs> oh, how the tables turn. <laughs> oh, how life grows. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, we got to the ball full of these fancy people, probably mostly like politicians and diplomats type stuff. Mm-hmm. and people seem to have a bit of an idea of who we are there's some kind of story that's been circling about us kind of notorious now i guess yeah we've become an urban legend and um there's a bit of a dance floor happening and some couples are dancing but it does seem to be more of like a networking type ball rather than a dancing and fun ball and so we're like oh, okay fun times but then cassandra blackwell lady blackwell's daughter who we had met back at that point comes bounding up to that's us that's the one who like does here. stuff that's the girl who tried to become a necromancer <laughs> yes we're not sure if we like her or not but she's a friendly face and a bunch of politicians so we like her right now <laughs> i feel like maybe she's a familiar face you don't know if she's friendly. friendly. I think she's friendly. She was very excited to see us. She was tugging along another one of the the guards who's wearing a formal uniform who she had asked us to put her in contact with when we last saw her. And okay. um, this is her, her friend Val. And she's so excited. She offers to introduce us to people. And uh, so we decide, you know, we'll we'll do our rounds and then we'll have some fun. But uh, Ava, wearing her delightful shoes has already decided heels were not the best choice for this occasion. (laughs) And so Cassandra kindly offers her an extra pair of shoes, but Selwyn has the brilliant idea of simply snapping off the heels and then casting mending on the shoes so that they become flat shoes. And that way she can still keep her epic shoes. So she did so. And Cassandra was thrilled by that idea and wants to learn that spell. So we wish her luck in that. Um, we were reintroduced to some politicians. Um, they were kind of like surprised to see us back in town. They'd heard we'd gone to Alanor, which is where we were going to try and save Selwyn's mom. And they wondered if like we had any details about what was going on there. And because you don't, I mean, we don't, but like we were literally there. So we have what literally happened to details to a certain extent. But it was still politicians, so we weren't sure. Like, we didn't want someone's mom getting in trouble or anything. So we just kind of were like, we don't really know much. Something happened, and we were whisked away mysteriously kind of thing. And they were just like, oh, okay, whatever. And um, moved on from that. But it seems like there's not a, a ton of information about what happened in El Eleanor circling. People just have a lot of questions. So we're not alone in that, I guess, the questions. Mm-hmm. Um some of the party members go dance, hang out on the dance floor, have some fun. Kirian is dancing with his puppy, who he brought to the ball. I forgot to mention that in the outfits. Puppy is wearing a white bow tie. How and, cute. Uh, it's very cute. So Vanta is dancing with Kirian. And this girl approaches Kirian and asks to pet his dog. And she thought she'd seen him earlier kind of thing. 
And so yeah, everyone's mingling except Kaylin. Kaylin is wallflowering, just watching everybody, keeping an eye on her friends, eavesdropping on nearby conversations. Um, and there's, you know, a polite conversation happening nearby, but like if you read the undertones, they're insulting each other like crazy, like, oh your hair is so nice, I could never pull that off. Like mm. that kind of stuff. So just kind of amused by the snootiness of everybody. And there's this nicely dressed elven man who's also wallflowering kind of nearby. And he approaches Kaylin and begins talking. And he's from Elhana, which is kind of a, a break off from El Alinor, uh, another city. And he's here on a, a gap year from his studies. He's been kind of self-taught a bunch of magics and stuff and he's kind of just chatting with Kaylin and stuff and, and asks about El Alinor because Kaylin mentions that we were there recently and she's like oh yeah we were there when the king and queen got assassinated and he's like whoa wait what so apparently even the fact that the king and queen have been assassinated is not common knowledge right now so then I was a little worried I was like oh maybe I should not have just told that to this random stranger at the ball. Okay, we'll we'll see how that goes. But yeah. it seems friendly. Suspicious. Yeah, super suspicious. But he seems friendly. He's very charming, but like almost unnervingly so. Like he's too easy to talk to. So that that had me a little coming scared. from a socially awkward person. Yeah, coming from a super socially awkward person. <laughs> And he's looking for an elf lady who we happen to know. He's looking for Kala, who runs the alchemy shop in town. Mm. And, like, I figured that's probably got to be public information enough that there's no harm in telling him where her shop is. So I let him know where her shop is kind of thing. And apparently they were old friends back a few hundred years ago, elven lives. And uh, they just have been out of touch. So I hope I didn't just send, like, an assassin to her. But I guess we'll find out next time we try to go to that shop. Woohoo! She did. <laughs> I hope not. Then I'll feel really guilty. But, yeah, he says he's returning to Elhana soon. And if we're in the area, we should stop by sort of thing. So that conversation kind of peters out. And everyone's visiting. And then at one point, us party kind of, like, reconvene a little bit. Uh, have some some food and drinks and um, people are approaching us for vague polite chit chat and whatnot mm -hmm. and Dave who is the second Dave Dava we love Dave um, mentions that the older generation is kind of a little bit wary of visiting adventurers in town because about a hundred years ago, a group came in and like totally trashed the city. Like a party of adventurers basically tried to take over and have a rebellion. And uh, Kaylin has read about this in one of the books that she has. And this was when the alliance between Corintha and Crawdon was formed. So it's a pretty key time. But that's why people seem like not quite suspicious of us, but like a little cautious, I suppose, around us. And as everybody goes back to milling, this girl with, with dark red hair and a flowy black dress approaches Kyrian and says she's a friend of Sandra's, who was the girl who approached Kyrian when he was dancing with Vanta, and kind of asks Kyrian if he wants to go for a bit of a walk. And so we're like, oh, go get it, Kyrian. <laughs> um, and Kyrian does. So he runs up to Kaylin and is like, hey, I'm going outside with this girl. If I'm not back in an hour, I'm dead. Okay, cool. Bye. So I'm like, okay. 
my have fun so casual (laughs) yeah so that will not go poorly obviously um and the girls decide to head over to this diplomat who's been pointed out to us she's from up north and she's a goliath she's like over eight feet tall she's super cool looking has a perpetual frown on her face but is like wearing this really kind of sleek pantsuit she looks really epic and uh we go up and meet her and she's like telling us a little bit about where she's from and she and her friends she's also part of a kind of adventuring party Mm. are looking for a set of magic items and she asks us if we've seen any fallen stars around Corintha and we're like whoa so cool no we haven't but if we do we'll tell you so they're looking for a collection of six fallen stars, which just like makes me think of Stardust. And I love Stardust so much. So <laughs> I that just was... wrote that down. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good. So fallen stars. That's a great movie. We were like obsessed with that movie. Oh, yeah. It's a fantastic movie. Um, so good. That movie could be a and d campaign, I feel. For sure. Oh, that's yeah. so fun. Totally. <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, so that'd yeah. be so fun. Right? Probably, I mean, no doubt the author was like, I'm going to write a D&D campaign into a novel. Maybe it was. Yeah, maybe it was their D&D campaign. <laughs> but anyway, after a while in the ball, Kaylin realizes, oh, it's been more than an hour. Um, Kaylin is not back. And Ava, around the same time, notices Vanta is kind of just running around the ballroom being a bit of a chaotic puppy and then just finally kind of sits down in the middle and is just kind of looking around so Ava goes to talk to Vanta because she can talk to animals and uh, then messages us all to meet her at this area in the in the ballroom and Kyrian seems to be missing. Kaelin's like oh yeah oops sorry forgot about that um, Kyrian told Vanta that Vanta's going to live with Ava now and so that's weird. And oh, no. I am so... Oh, no. <laughs> and Vanta is able to track Kyrian's scent. So we follow the scent outside where he and the girl went, but then the trail, like, totally vanishes. And so Kaylin, being a ranger, starts examining the ground a bit and, you know, finds his shoe prints and finds her shoe prints and two sets of hoof prints that mm-hmm. head off together westward. So Ava runs inside to grab Dave. And Selwyn messages Kyrian using our, our nifty bracelets, asking, like, should we come after him? Where are you, you goob? And uh, he says, no, we should leave him. And he's sounding really melodramatic and self-sacrificing, which Selwyn just thinks is wholly unnecessary. And so Selwyn messages Ava and is like, let Eric know I'm not coming back. Eric is the boy who Selwyn keeps mysteriously ghosting. Um, they're like, a, will they, won't they? We love them. And Dave and Ava come out. Ava's but they don't love each other. Well, I think they have crushes on each other. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see where it goes. (laughs) Ava's gone wolf form. She's sniffing around, trying to track a bit too. And we realize Kyrian is in breach of his contract yet again because Mm -hmm. he made a dumb decision that affects the whole party without confronting the party first. So Selwyn gets Quinn to use her bracelet, because we each have one message each, to message Kyrian telling him that he is in breach of contract, and also that he's going to get his ass kicked by Selwyn when we find him, because that's an important note to add. And he says he doesn't have much of a say that he's with Primrose. And Ava freaks out. 
because she recognizes the name Primrose. It's his ex from Folter, who's dead. So, okay, is is that info from the like very beginning? That's info the rest of us did not know. Okay. Yeah. So he's uh, supposedly with his ex, his dead ex. And that's a problem. For us, at least. So Ava thinks, well, they're probably going back to Folter. He's into dead girls. That is a problem. (laughs) Well, I mean, is she dead or did she fake her death? Like, who knows, really? Um, so Kaylin, I use my bracelet now to message him. We're just going, going through the rounds. And I asked him like, where are you going? And why are you going there? Also, Selwyn says you're a little bitch because all of our messages, Selwyn is making sure that we threaten Kyrian appropriately with them. Um, and he replies that they're going to Folter and he's getting turned in maybe kind of. So they're probably planning a scam because he when he assassinated the leader of Ava's village was doing so for a guild and we're under the impression that the guild kind of has it out for him because he abandoned them afterwards so they're probably trying to get him back and maybe him and Primrose have this idea where they'll turn him in get a reward break him back out kind of thing sort of seems like what they would do so clearly we need to go to Fulter and uh at least get him to break up with us in person. I mean, honestly. So how are we going to get there? Should we get there ahead by magic? But then, of course, that would be a problem because we don't know the city. So how would we know when they finally arrive? So we decide we're just going to follow them and try and follow them as closely and as best as we can. So we're asking Dave if he knows where we can get horses or a way to get to Folter. And apparently there's this, and I quote, funky little dude and his party <laughs> heading to Folter tonight. And if we catch them in time, we might be able to tag along. So we go meet Reginald, who is a little green goblin with a maroon jacket and a top hat and goggles. And uh, he's very posh and formal, but very friendly. And we tell him that we're hoping to go to Folter. And he invites us to travel with him and this fairly large group they're going to the annual artificer conference in Folter. Uh, so they're a group of artificers, which is magic meets engineering, basically. And if we meet them tonight... <laughs> so they're Imagineers. They they're are Imagineers. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to leave with them tonight at midnight precisely. And uh, Reginald introduces us to this tall human with long wavy white hair who's dressed elegantly, whose name is... Kellick, and we can ride in Kellick's wagon with their friend Quincy. Side note, Kellick is being played by the same person who plays Kyrian, so that's his... That's oh, okay. Because you know when, when uh, Ava went missing, yeah. then she played Bones, so now that Kyrian is missing, they're going to play Kellick for the time being. Oh, I forgot Ava went... So much has happened. Yeah, I know, Okay, right? so Kellick, Kellick is the name to remember. Yeah. Kellick is, see, he's going to be part of the party for now. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> Kellick's friend. Imagine, imagine if I was just like, why is Kellick still just around? Who is this person? They don't <laughs> leave them alone. <laughs> why are they just like there? Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Kellick is going to let us ride in their wagon, which is very friendly of them. Okay. And um, 
we need to get ready to go. We got to change. We're currently wearing ball outfits still. So we get back to the pee pod, you know, change it to our regular gear, get packed, get ready to go. Quinn takes this opportunity to tear off her tearaway skirt because she's <laughs> always ready to go. <laughs> and we tell Braylee where we're going. And, I knew uh, this would come in handy. Exactly. <laughs> and get ready to go. And we get all in this wagon. And Kellick is riding on this like platform contraption on a large iron humanoid robot. And oh no. Inter- it's a cool robot. His <laughs> name is Cork. And uh, Cork. 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 Okay. What's the name of the robot in Sharkboy and Lava Girl? It's been far too long since I've seen Sharkboy and Lava Girl. <laughs> what are you talking about? You haven't seen it recently? <laughs> I haven't. I'm sorry. I don't have younger siblings. <laughs> uh, that means nothing. I literally, literally was watching cartoons this morning, but whatever. I really, um, I don't know. Maybe it's Cork. Let me keep talking. Okay. And uh, Cork presents Quinn with a red flower. So we like Cork. Cork seems cool. And Quincy is a half-elf man with short dark hair and gold-rimmed glasses. Very, like, um, oh, I've lost the word for it. (sighs) The kind of, like, genre that's... Here comes a guessing game. The genre where it's like a bunch of gears and like futuristic, but also old timey at the same time. Steampunk? Steampunk. Thank you. Quincy is very steampunk in my mind. Very cool person. And uh, is keeping time with this cool gear filled pocket watch. Okay, hold on. Who's Quincy? Quincy is Kellick's friend who's also riding the wagon with us. Okay. Yeah. Wait, and the wagon is powered by a robot. No. Okay. The wagon is a wagon, <laughs> but Kellick is riding their robot just so that they can look super cool. Beside the wagon. Yeah, beside What's the wagon. Pulling like, the wagon. Sure you know those hiking backpacks that parents wear with their kids? <laughs> <laughs> Kellick is in that on cork. <laughs> so not super cool, but whatever delusion they want to live in, it's What fine. are you talking about? It's so cool. <laughs> Okay, but so it's it's just a wagon that powers itself, and then it has this sidekick the robot. Is drawing my horse. Okay, well you didn't. You gotta be a little more, because what I was imagining. We're gonna ride in a wagon driven by a horse with Quincy driving it. Kellick and their robot will walk beside us, except when <laughs> Kellick decides to be in the wagon with us. It's not what I was picturing. <laughs> I was picturing this. Very strange, like bare bones robot, which kind of looked like the Shark Boy and Lava Girl robot, <laughs> and pulling a wagon behind it while Calic was like riding on its head. That's amazing. So it also that just proves though that I would like. I think I would really like to have a comparison of like a storyboard of what you. Our experience what I say and what's and what going on in my head. Yeah. <laughs> because let me just say, all of it's just like what I just described. Amazing. I mean, I would love to be in that ultimate universe one day. <laughs> also, the robot from Shark Boy's Lab Shark Boy and Lava Girl's name is Tobor. Ah, well, good to know. Very different from Cork. Very different, but also <laughs> like kind of the same vibe. Uh, sure. Yeah. To me. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, I'm glad I have a better visual representation of what's actually going on, but I'm going to stick with what I think is going on because I like it. (laughs) And we're part of a party. So there's lots of other regular wagons drawn by regular horses as well. That's what I thought. I thought it was a giant. I thought it was like the gold rush. Everyone in wagons, yes! but you guys just we're different. <laughs> yeah, we're standing out from the crowd. Um, in so reality, we... Kellogg just likes to be the center of attention. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> we're traveling to Fulter with this group. We travel through the night for a few hours because we left at midnight. Um, and we roll through, you know, Kaylin's hometown on the way, but it's dark and night, so we just kind of do a silent wave. We don't stop. And head through the the woods. Like where her mom is? Yeah. And you don't stop? It's nighttime. It's like literally three in the morning. Yeah, but it's been like a larger party. Months and months and you haven't talked to your mom. I got a bracelet. I write her letters sometimes. Okay, well, you obviously got, you have some dysfunction, but whatever. (laughs) I have the best functional relationship with my mother out of everybody in the party. I feel like I can safely say that. She didn't even, like, come and wave to you as you passed by? It's three in the morning. I'm not going to wake her up because I love her too much. Okay, well, I've gone to the airport at three in the morning to say goodbye to friends, so. She doesn't know I was coming through town. She doesn't have to know she missed me. It's fine. I think that speaks more about you than her. That's true. Anyway, <laughs> we go into the mountains. And uh, as it's nearing kind of the, the wee hours of the morning, we can hear some distant screaming noises. And um, Cork alerts Kellick that there's something hurt in the woods because uh, Cork can talk. And Kaylin recognizes it, these are kind of her woods, as either being like a baby or some kind of really good mimicking creature. But it's trying to sound very young. And we stop Ooh. the wagon so we can go investigate. Is Ava a... can understand the creature. because oh, it's a creature. I was going to say, is it a weird Irish changeling? I hate those. Blech. Not that we know of at this point. Ava okay. can understand it, though. And it's calling for its mom and asking for help. So we're like, oh, we will go save the baby. And as we get closer, we approach kind of a clearing and there's a large cave mouth on the other side. And there's a pack of wolves like encircling and closing in on a little baby owl bear. D&D has a bunch of creatures that are like mixes. So it's an (laughs) owl bear together. But it's a little baby one. And we're like, oh, we must save the owl bear. What part's owl and what part's bear? I'll look up a picture. Because if it's an owl body with bare arms and legs, I am fully on board. I, <laughs> I, it's, it's really a mix. I will show you, I will send you this epic picture of a bear with an owl face. This is from a D&D page, so are you okay? It's like a feathered bear with an owl face. This is the vibe I'm getting. <laughs> I was right. I'll send you a picture of a baby one, though, because look how cute the baby is. This is exactly what I was picturing. It's so scary. But it's a baby. So we have to save it because baby owl bears are good and wolves are evil. So we fight the wolves. 
and uh, Kelly gives Cork the instruction <laughs> to protect the baby. So Cork goes and stands over the baby aloe bear going, objective, protect the baby. Objective, protect the baby. While this baby aloe bear is just like sitting there screaming and the rest of us are shooting wolves. Like the chaos of this moment is, yes. is lovely. Um, but once we kill all the wolves, Cork is of course still protect the baby. And so Kelly tells Cork, just chill new objective vibe and uh cork mellows <laughs> out so cork is is just vibing now if only it was ava, that easy if only <laughs> ava scoops up the baby owlbear and brings them to the cave and lets them run free where presumably their their mummy or daddy lives and uh, we return to the wagon to catch up with the rest and uh and carry on selwyn tries driving for a bit and uh, you know the sun rises and we carry on and someone starts noticing along the, the side of the road beside us there's biscuits like cookies at regular intervals just leading down the road and then off and towards the tree line we're like that's a little weird and over by the tree line we can faintly see a box propped up on a stick with a cookie inside it so like we're gonna go investigate Selwyn hops off and starts following the... Yeah, you wouldn't stop to say hi to your mom. (laughs) This is... (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) You can deal with that. Kaylin did not stop to say hi to her mom. (laughs) (laughs) But you followed cookies into the tree line. cookies into the box. Uh, Selwyn stops. Well, Selwyn did at least. Selwyn goes to the box and we're just kind of watching her as she walks up. And then following her sight line, we look up into the trees and there is a poorly hidden hill giant trying to, to hide, watching the box and holding a string that is connected to the stick that is holding up the box, clearly trying to trap something. And they appear to be under the impression that they are invisible. Very subtle. They are not invisible. And Selwyn offers to turn them invisible because then maybe their trap will be more successful. But they're just like, no, she can't see us. It's fine. Nobody can see us. Just be quiet so she doesn't know that we're here. And they're just like having a whole moment. So Kelly goes over and starts to make this big show of casting sea invisibility. And the giant quickly gathers their box and their stick and runs off into the trees because they don't want to get caught. So uh, Kelly collects all the cookies. And uh, we we carry on and have, you know, a communal midday lunch with the group, visit with everybody a little bit and uh, have, have a good time. And as we're progressing, our messages to Kyrian aren't going through properly. They start to get kind of patchy. We only get a few words here and there. And then eventually there's no more replies at all. And we're on the road for about a week. And then we get to where we need to take a boat across the lake to Fulter. And the the lake is quite large, so it takes a few days to get across. And as we get close, we can see Fulter rising up. There's these like hundred foot walls that kind of cross the the water, gating a bay. Yeah. How much further ahead is Kirian than you guys? Like a couple hours? It's hard to say. (laughs) Probably a couple hours, possibly a couple days because they're traveling on their own. So they would be able to go faster than with a whole party. But again, it's hard to say. At this point, because we know they're going to Folter, we're not specifically tracking them anymore. We're just going to Folter and then going to try and find them once we're there. Okay. Yeah. So we can see Folter. There's this this 
big walls that kind of gate in a bay and kind of castle-esque turrets and things. Turrets? Turrets? <laughs> and as we, as the boat, it's okay, we're moving on. As the boat <laughs> approaches, the gates open for this, this bay area and we're led into kind of this dock pier type area. And we disembark and Reginald invites us to the convention in a few days if, if we're available. And we so D23. <laughs> Isn't that what yeah. it's called? The 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 big gathering of like when they announce all the stuff for Disney. Oh yeah, something like that. I don't actually remember specifically. But yeah, the uh that's I'm the, not a Disney adult. I'm not. <laughs> you just follow some Disney adults online. Yep. Yeah. Just like it's fine. You get the trickle down. Um, so we ask him if he knows any local guilds here. Because, you know, they're Artificers Guild. We think Kyrian's possibly being held by a guild. Though mm-hmm. so he doesn't really know any outside of his own guild. He's I don't think he's actually from Folter. That's just where it's being held this year. And um, guilds don't really run the city anymore since there was, like, a civil war among the guilds, like, 50 years ago. And um, so there isn't a ton Is of it like, called a civil war when there's more than two? Or I think the civil war, the, this comes up later. We'll move on. It comes up later. There's civil war amongst the Stop asking questions. Years ago. <laughs> we don't know this yet. None of us thought to ask, wait, civil war? <laughs> <laughs> so, Caitlin remembers. I would like to just be part of D&D campaigns only to ask what, just, just me sitting and just, being just like, plot wait a second i call bullshit literally literally i'd be a dm's worst nightmare just (laughs) harassing everyone you need the right dm (laughs) i don't think i don't think anyone deserves that though (laughs) well good thing you don't want to play DD then i guess you can unless i could do that nope (laughs) (laughs) uh so kaylin asks ava about this note back when we left Crawden and Kyrian confessed to us what had been going on when he assassinated the leader of Crawden. He'd written a note with a bunch oh, right. of like that guild happened. members' names on it. Yeah, <laughs> a bunch of guild members' names on it, and like his contacts that he said Ava could give to the leadership of Crawden so that they could kind of get the people who were truly responsible for what happened. And so I, I asked Ava if she'd like read it. Did she have any of those details on her? Because here we are. And um, she did. So there was a few names on it. And um, the name of the, the guild, most importantly, which was the Gilded Rose. And the leader of the Gilded Rose was a woman named Selena. So those were kind of the key takeaways we had from there. And we asked Reginald for the address to the Artificers Guild. So maybe they'd have some local info to be able to help us. And he, he gave us an address. And as we were getting ready to kind of go to that address, Kellick was like, hey, I want to do some sightseeing and wandering around town before the convention. Can I come with you? And we're like, yeah, you can come with us, but Why are you still a little here? dangerous. Who are and he you? was like, yes, I love danger. Excellent. So Kellick is coming with us and Cork is excited about danger as well. So now Kellick and Cork are joining and it'll be fun. So we we walk up the docks, we find, you know, a handy little tourist map at the docks, because all docks have tourist maps, and tells us how to how to get around town. 
Do they and... or are you just saying that? What? Do they actually or are you just saying that? I think I'm just saying that, but also I'm manifesting it because it's helpful to have maps of cities. <laughs> what a weird thing about you know what's really I feel the world needs more of? Maps. Maps. Specifically at docks. <laughs> Don't worry, guys. I'll take on the responsibility of getting that to happen. I'll make sure it happens. I, in this world, at least, docks have maps. So we have a tourist map with some tourist info about the city. And um, this is a very, a very large, busy city. Big city vibes. Uh, lots of trade and stuff coming in and out of here. Lots of shops and stalls. <laughs> and we get to the address. Why are you chuckling about... Is this like... When you say big city vibes, it I feel like you're implying it's not a big city, but it feels like a big city. But you just said it's a really big city. I mean, yeah, that's true, I guess. Okay, it's... take away the vibes. It's a big city. <laughs> the I'm vibes just, are accurate. <laughs> I'm just I'm just harboring on things that really don't need <laughs> to actually be pointed so... out. We get to the address, which has a star-shaped peephole, just for fun. So this is going to be a fun person. And uh, we knock, and there's no response. So uh, someone kind of calls out, like, hello. And this little voice trumpet thing lowers down. And a voice asks us what we want. And they don't seem to be impressed that Reginald has sent complete strangers. But um, they will let us in if we give them things in return. Basically, they want presents. (laughs) so we someone kind of runs through the things she has in her bag and the lady's like okay you can come in and so she opens the door and we head into like this this long hallway and at the end there's like spiral stairs up to a tower that wasn't actually visible from the outside and uh we're warned not to break anything so cork our big good thing Kyrian's not here good thing Kyrian's yeah you steal (laughs) everything so we're told not to break anything so cork is given the directive be careful and is just walking around going be careful be careful cork we love cork cork just repeats things <laughs> in in his little robot voice it's great and this woman comes down the stairs older woman wearing kind of like a cool feathered cloak and has a mechanical arm she's pretty cool and she wants cork but kellick says no cork is not for sale and uh she asks if cork needs help fixing sneak mode because he's now literally just saying sneak mode sneak mode sneak mode which would not be helpful when actually trying to sneak in a sneak (laughs) situation so there's you know quirks are work in progress but they're fun anyway and this lady makes us some tea and we ask her about the gilded rose and the civil war she tells us which was 50 years ago, was two criminal gangs, (laughs) criminal guilds, warring against each other. And uh, (laughs) after the war, they went underground. And at least one of them still exists, being the Gilded Rose, which is a nasty group who is currently run by the daughter of one of the original leaders, presumably Selena, as we have from the note from Kirin. And um, she says they won't be easy to, like, infiltrate basically it won't be easy to get our friend back but good luck infiltrating mm-hmm. the criminals and someone asked her for like any ideas how we could find the guild or kind of getting in Selwyn's still mad mad about well she she's like 
frustrated with Carrie Ann and everything. She seemed I, to really all want her threats that she was sending through the messages. I think they were like they have that kind of friendship. There's okay. a certain like love hate thing. Love's the strong word, but like tolerate I don't think she's despise really mad at him. <laughs> yeah. But this is how their friendship is based on fighting with each other, basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So she's still like, we came all this way for Kyrian, but like she's here. We came yeah. all this way for Kyrian. So that's that's kind of the impression I'm getting there. Um, but this lady point, lets us know that supplies have been disappearing from the docks, and it's thought to be the guild's work, the criminal guild stealing things. Maybe if there wasn't so many maps, people wouldn't be able to find stuff. So true. <laughs> this is Absolutely. your fault. Oh, hmm. I'll have to I'll have to reconsider my manifesting. Um, so that's one option. We could go to the docks. Um, maybe we could just like talk a little too loudly and publicly about some expensive magic item that we're selling just to get attention and bring them to us or uh, things like that. And we are really relying on stereotypes here. Yeah, for sure. They're criminals and they steal things. (laughs) Which is a stereotype that people assume about criminals. (laughs) You can defend criminals later. (laughs) Maybe they're just doing like credit card fraud. You don't know. They're doing leader assassination. We know that much. So they're not great. And also, Kyrian is constantly stealing things. So I feel like it's a safe assumption that the <laughs> guild that he's connecting with is also stealing things. Yeah, Just saying. I feel like you're correct. Yeah. <laughs> so we head back out onto the streets after giving this lady some dragon scales as payment for her information. Ba-da-da-da-da-da. This is the intermission. Go take a bathroom break. Intermission. Drink some water. It's an intermission. Go get a snack. Intermission. And then we'll be back. Then we head from this house to a magic shop because Ava wants a disguise kit because we feel like maybe we shouldn't look like ourselves as we try to bust a gang. So we're going to go buy a disguise kit. And we start discussing a plan. Because we need a plan. We're great at it. Finally! Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you'll see how well this plan goes. Okay. Um, Ava still has one of the wanted posters of Kyrian from Corintha weeks ago. Maybe we could, like, adjust the info on it and put it up somewhere. And then if people have seen Kyrian, they can let us know. So that's a start. And we look at this map that we have, and there's a chapel of Eldath on it, which is Selwyn's goddess. And because it is Selwyn's goddess, we're able to get lodging there. So we go there, they're they're happy to host us, and we put the directions of the wanted poster to the chapel of Eldath. So people have a location to bring us information if they've seen Kyrian. And then we are going to head down to the docks and stock out the warehouses and see if we can get some information are you disguised yet yeah so we're disguised um uh, i think so i think we're disguised we're just gonna go with yes for most of the time that we're in folder <laughs> i think so we go down to the docks we put the poster up on the docks notice board and we find a spot that is in sight of five potentially suspicious alleyways near the warehouses so we kind of, they're all coming to the warehouses and we can keep an eye out. 
<laughs> We're great at plans. Kellick takes one of them and sets up a snare trap down one of the main alleyways, and they hide there with Cork to wait and, and try and trap somebody. Um, Selwyn is going to disguise herself as a dock worker who's having a smoke break and just kind of see what the passerbys are passing by about. And Kaylin and Ava climb onto a nearby roof from which we're able to see all five alleys. So mm-hmm. we're able to keep an eye out and uh, being sneaky. Ava starts at nighttime. It's kind of dusky. It, it's evening. And um, being evening, the nightlife begins to pick up a bit. It gets a little bit busier. Um, Selwyn's approached by an elven lady who kind of joins her for the smoke break. And they start chatting a bit. And Selwyn asks about the stuff that's going missing from the docks. And this lady goes off about conspiracy theories. Like, you know, squids aren't real. It's all a cover-up. This is conspiracy theory 101. And so someone is just kind of going along with it. Obviously, squids aren't real. I mean, for sure. Just hoping that maybe a tidbit of helpful information will come out. Doesn't really. But we got some good laughs from the conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Um Kellick is is watching people who walk down the alley that their set trap is set up on, kind of waiting for the right person that they want to spring it on. And a a woman comes walking down the alley, kind of holding a bunch of papers and reading something. And Kellick's like, "This is the one." So he pulls his snare trap. She goes flying. All her papers go dropped. She's really upset. This is the third prank that's been played on her this week. So we're all feeling a bit bad for her. And Kellick starts interrogating her. Um, and she's a, she's the note keeper, basically. She keeps track of the stock in one of the nearby warehouses. And so Kellick asks her about the missing stuff and what's documented in her notes and, and wants her notes, basically. And she says she's not going to give them her notes. But they can write down as much as they can while she's collecting everything. And if it's helpful, it's helpful. So she moves on and Kellick resets the trap. And then an assistant-like person kind of holding a book under their arm walks down the alley. And Kellick's like, this one. <laughs> There's this one. And uh, the book is a ledger, apparently, during this interrogation. And this guy's boss doesn't trust the bookkeeper of the the warehouse. So he sends this guy to go verify all of his stuff every night. So this poor unpaid intern is just going back and forth to verify all this guy's stuff. So no useful information there. Kellick sends him on his way. Kalen, meanwhile, is up on the roof uh, watching people doing things that, you know, they're not supposed to. Sneaking in shadows, putting things in pockets, that kind of stuff. People who don't want to be seen. And as the crowd thins and the sun sets further, I notice an individual who's given off real sus impression. They're looking over their shoulder, wearing a big cloak, slinking around the shadows and moving towards the warehouses. And the clerk who's sitting outside, kind of on guard, takes a bribe from this person and lets them in the back. So I let Selwyn and Ava know because they're on bracelet. And we climb down to meet together and collect Kellick and Cork. And we start sneaking up to the warehouse. And then Selwyn casts sleep on the clerk so that we don't have to deal with them. And we sneak back in where the sneaky person went. And get into the warehouse. It's full of boxes on the sides and the middle. So there's kind of like a donut path through almost. And we're looking for this sneaky person. We can't really see them. But we notice across the other end of the warehouse, there's a barrel with its lid kind of askew. So we go look inside the barrel 
and it's empty, but we hear a clatter behind us and a small figure trips over a box and is running away. And Ava casts hold person, but they're able to resist it. And they, they almost get away. We, we make chase to try to catch them. And Quinn is able to grapple her. And Selwyn casts Zone of Truth so that she can't say anything that's intentionally a lie during this. She can choose whether or not to say anything, but anything she does say is true. And turns out she works for the Gilded Rose. <laughs> and they're based out of a club downtown called the Crow Club. And so now we, we can go to the club and kind of get in, basically. So Selwyn strikes a deal with her that we will let her go without hurting her or doing anything. As long as she doesn't say anything about getting caught, we won't say anything about having caught her. She was trying to steal stuff from the warehouses. Oh, so no, like, specific, like... Yeah, no. She didn't get what she came for, as far as we know. But we have... We weren't so much worried about that. We were trying to get information for how to get to the guild. We were looking for someone to follow. Basically. So, we have where we need to go now, which is helpful, and... um, head to the crow club so Selwyn tries to to kind of get some information out of a a seemingly powerful person in the club basically but nothing seems to come of that they're all a bunch of roguey type people so they're pretty slippery it's hard to get information but there's like you know a bar it's it's very much a a club atmosphere there's some private rooms off down a hallway where you can like have a table and do your sneaky business meetings and whatnot. And your um, sneaky business meetings. Sneaky business. <laughs> so we chat with the bartender a little bit who says that their their boss, Vanis, was a bit of a merchant and kind of deals in unique and special goods. And so we organize a, a quick meeting with Vanis. And Selwyn decides to try and organize this fake sale of some special weapons just so we can get in with him and try and get more information we don't actually have the weapons we're faking selling and uh, while we're there Quinn picks his pocket and manages to get a piece of paper out and uh, the sale we don't really finalize it we let him move on but we now have this note and so we go into one of the private side rooms to kind of read it our sneaky business and we read this note that she took out of his pocket which says Please clear out the Crow Club by 5 p.m. tomorrow. I'm going to need it. And it's just signed S. So S, Selena, maybe, the leader of the Gilded Rose, possibly. So something's going down. Mm -hmm. And the note seems to have been both written and given to him recently. Like, it's not worn or crumpled or anything. So it seems likely, like, it's literally tomorrow. It's not somehow today or anything. So... We were like, well, are we going to attempt to go to this shindig or or what? Maybe we can get more information there. We can find out if Kyrian's here because he's part of the guild again or something. And as we're discussing this, we hear a knock at this door of the private room for our sneaky business. <laughs> and about five tough looking guys want us to come with them. And we're like, oh, I guess we... Uh, probably better to go with them than to bite them in this moment so sure we'll go with you and they escort us out of the club and into like a dim alleyway and are walking us out of the city limits and they as we go through a city gate they kind of nod to the guards like there's some kind of understanding 
going on there. And they bring us up to this kind of river that feeds into the lake where there's a small set of docks and basically have us backed up against this river. And apparently we have something that Mr. Vanis wants, which seems to be the note we stole from him. And he doesn't like that we have that info. So they want it back. And then they will give us a little ride down the river. Which doesn't sound threatening at all. So someone goes to cast a spell. And we decide to fight them. Um, So yeah. We we fought them. There's five of them. And they're rogy. But there's also one, two, three. There's six of us technically with Cork. So we kill them pretty quick and uh, are able to make sure one of them almost gets away, but we don't want him to like alert the rest of the guild that were uh, around. So we managed to kill all of them, thankfully. And then we're like, oh, well, maybe I guess we could get some information out of them. Uh, but someone doesn't have speak with dead prepared. So we're like, oh, well, <laughs> there goes that. So they're all dead now. <laughs> Jumped ahead of yourselves a little bit, maybe what jumped ahead of yourselves a little bit maybe someone i think someone tried casting hold person on the one that was running away but it didn't stick and so basically our only shot at that point was to take them out or let them go which wasn't an option so we um send the bodies for a ride down the river as they say with the note in the pocket of one of them just to like you really confuse everybody if their bodies are found just for fun. What and if then we message... had invisible ink? Special secret information. I should have checked with lemon juice. Exactly. I was so ready for this last time. <laughs> we did not check the note for special messages, but yeah, it was it was important to him. Um, and then we we figure out where the artificers are staying. We message Quincy so that we can join them because we feel like going back to the Chapel of Eldeth might be a little sketchy like maybe they know we're there if if they're already suspicious of us so we go to where the artificers are and decide we need to like replan basically are we we're going to this guild tomorrow night is our plan um we're gonna disguise ourselves to get in we don't actually make a plan we talk about a lot of different plans basically our theory is that this is probably a guild member's kid's birthday party and we should just crash it so we're going to crash the party because that's the most logical conclusion. What clues um, and context did led you to that? Um, 5 p.m. It's a, it's a children's party time. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's around dinner time. Sense, early enough for bedtime. Yep. So we're, we don't seriously think that. That was just the, the running gag of the night. And uh, that's basically as much of our plan is. We're just going to go in. Our goal is to get Kyrian and get out if he's there. We're hoping that he's going to be there. Do you even know if he wants to leave, though? We don't, but at least we can get him out and talk to him. And then if he wants to leave and stay there, he can stay there. But we want to have that conversation. And we feel like we're going to have to remove him from the guild in order to have that conversation. So... We put on our, our disguises the next night and go to the Gilded Rose. We decide to go through the back door rather than the front door, do a bit of a sneaky sneak in. And of course, there's a guard outside. So Quinn kind of tosses a rock at him while in hiding. And then Selwyn minor illusions the uh, 
illusion of someone running around the corner down the alley in hopes that he'll think the rock came from this person and chase them and go away from the door. And he does grab his spear and kind of stomp that way a little bit, but then kind of goes back to his post. So they try it again, throw another rock, do another illusion. And he does go around the corner this time, following this imaginary hooligan. And in the time that he's around the corner, Ava and Selwyn are able to make it in the door. But the rest of the three slash technically four of us are still outside. Mm -hmm. And now he's back at the door. So Kellick, being an artificer, they're able to fashion a small, like, alarm object. Kind of like you push a button and it'll go screen. So Quinn plants it around kind of near where the minor illusion spell was. And it starts screaming. So he goes to go follow it. And the three of us are able to get in. We leave Cork outside because just too conspicuous it's not going to help to bring cork in so cork stays in the alley and we all get in and now we're in a back hallway of the crow club and there's stairs to our left going up or down and straight ahead is the main room where we can kind of hear everything's going on yeah and we decide to head into the main room because we're in disguise and we'll try and just fit in and there's about 30 or so people there um varying ages uh vanis the owner who we recognize is kind of sitting off to the side in this ornate chair with this woman standing behind, kind of leaning on the chair and surveying the crowd. But we seem to blend in enough that we're not getting noticed or drawing unnecessary attention. And so we kind of divide and conquer a little bit. Ava and Selwyn go to hang out with some, some little kids that are playing with like baby cantrip magic that they've learned how to do and just having fun. Uh, there's a group of, preteens who are kind of shadowing the older kids trying to look cool while the older kids are like drinking at the bar and these are young adult older kids and um gossiping about the jobs they've done and whatnot uh so Selwyn and Quinn go to join them try to impress the young adults and Kaylin notices among the rest of the adult people mingling there's a girl who looks vaguely familiar with dark red hair kind of standing off in a corner by herself and she looks enough like the girl from the ball in Corintha that they might be related. Or possibly the even the girl herself. The girl who Kyrian went outside with. So Kaylin decides to go and stand a little near that girl. and see It's a trap. Going. No, it's never a trap. This girl's just kind of like scanning the crowd very much how Kaylin herself does just kind of visually mapping the room she's watching Vanis and the lady with him who seems to probably be Selena based on cues um the leader of the guild and just kind of keeping an eye on her not close enough that she notices and she doesn't seem to notice us really she's just there and Selena clinks her glass to call attention to the meeting and kind of gets through a few precursor things you know there's this rival guild that's encroaching on their territory asks for some volunteers to go pay them a visit to help deal with that remind them of the territory boundaries uh various things like that and then kind of gets into seemingly the reason they're all there where a few months ago they had a big job but the member who was sent to take care of it bailed on the gilded rose and now needs to be made an example of. And at this, the door to the hallway opens. Else, and two guards come in, dragging an unconscious Kyrian. 
So we're in the right place, I guess. And upon seeing this, Ava flicks a switch and throws an ice knife at Selena in a room full of like 30 rows. And seeing this, Kelly curls a chair at Selena and Quinn throws a vial of acid at her and Selwyn casts thaumaturgy and cuts all of the lights in the room. And so Kaylin just decides to call the bluff and turns to the girl with the red hair and says, you got him into this. Help us get him out. And the girl kind of looks at her like, wait a second, and has a bit of a moment of recognition and is clearly kind of thrown by this unexpected turn of events, but says, this wasn't fully my fault. He made his own decisions, but I will help you because I care about him. And then she draws her daggers. And then we went into initiative in a room of like, 30 robes and robes are a bit of a problem because they have what's called sneak attack which does a crazy amount of damage in addition to whatever damage the weapon that they use does so if you're engaged with a rogue i think based on my understanding of it basically anyone any other rogue who attacks you if you're engaged with someone already they get sneak attack on you. So if you're distracted, they get sneak attack and can do this crazy amount of extra damage. So they can kill you so, 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 so fast. <laughs> and we're really set up for lot. potential failure here. Yeah. Well, we weren't planning to fight our way out. We were planning you had no to plan. grab and go. Well, no, our plan was grab and go. Right. Yes, you did. Yeah. This is not a grab and go situation anymore. So <laughs> Selena, having been... It's neither grab nor around, go. It's not very a... much, very much stay. Yeah. And... Stay and die. <laughs> so <laughs> Selena, now with a bunch of predominantly face wounds, which like when they heal, she's going to have a bunch of badass scars. Hello, cat. Um, calls out that there are traitors in here and find them. And traitors amongst us. Traitors amongst us. And she notes Kellick, who threw a freaking chair at her <laughs> and throws a dagger at them, pinning them to the wall by their tunic. And um, this red-haired girl, presumably at this point Primrose the dead but not dead ex, moves towards the guards who are holding Kyrian and is able to attack one of them, kind of making him lose his grip on Kyrian. And Kaylin, I used my bracelet to let the rest of our party know Prim is with us. Do not kill her. And I get ready to fight, basically. Selwyn is able to get to Kyrian. Staying on mission, casts Dimension Door, which takes her and him away. She can go like 500 feet away or something. So they're mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. We, we don't actually know where they are, but Kyrian's out. Um, and Kellick just starts hollering for Cork, who was waiting in the alleyway. So Cork has been summoned. Cork's on their way. And um, people start moving to reignite light sources and start, like, turning on each other with accusations. Like, I knew you were a traitor. And, like, there's obviously not a lot of love lost here. Nobody likes each other. But they also start noticing us and attacking us. Cork bursts in and heads to help Kellick. And um, I saw Selwyn disappear with Kyrian. So I'm like, we cannot fight a room full of rogues, but our mission is accomplished. So yeah, your fighter's to get gone. Out. No, hold and, on. Selwyn's yeah. not your fighter. Yeah, Selwyn's No, Selwyn's no. our cleric. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I but knew that. Like, mission's accomplished. So 
once he's out, we can leave them all to turn on each other and just leave ourselves and it will be fine. So I start heading towards the door and Ava is fighting her way towards Selena like a woman with a wild vendetta and is taking a lot of hits and she's pretty squishy. So that's not great. Selena severs Cork's head with a well-placed dagger and uh Kellick is also down I forget if it was by Selena or by Vanis her right-hand guy but like okay maybe the mission is not accomplished so I start not going as directly for the door so I can fight and help some of my party get out and start heading towards Kellick a bit and suddenly Selwyn is back Selwyn back runs back into the room into the middle of the room casts a prayer of healing which gets Kellick back up, thank goodness, and then snuffs the lights again because not everybody there has dark vision. So when the lights are snuffed, it's a lot harder to hit us because we all have dark vision, except for Uh Kellick. Sorry, Kellick. Um, So Quinn goes, Quinn is our fighter, goes up to Selwyn to defend her because Selwyn not only is not a fighter, she's a pacifist. So uh, she doesn't stand a chance standing in the middle of a room full of rogues trying to kill her. And at this point, Ava lights her hand on fire with a druid spell and sets a wall <laughs> while staring at Selena. Kill you, I. It's looking like we're going to have to bring Ava out of the kill hole by force. She's not going willingly. So Selena turns on Ava and... um. I'm shooting people and I'm like, can we go now? We've achieved what we wanted. And everyone's like, yes, we're good. Except for Ava, who's trying to kill Selena on her own. Kellick grabs Cork's head and kind of crawls out into the hallway. <laughs> He's fully taken on the um, the similarities of the Shark Boy and Lava Girl <laughs> robot. That robot was, robot was just was just a head by the end of it <laughs> well cork is just a head so he, kelly gets gets him into the hallway and at this point kirian suddenly busts in and he's conscious again and he runs up to ava grabs her and they blink away and the door to the hallway slams shut so ava's out of the situation which is good at this point because she didn't want to leave um and the selwyn come selwyn came back selwyn came back in already she's with quinn in the middle Right. Oh, yeah. So her and Kyrian went somewhere, and and they're back now, I guess, to get the rest of us. Okay. Um, And two guards go to this hallway door that has just slammed shut and and try to get through it, but it's locked, and they can't open it. But at this point, we need to get out. We can't fight all these rogues. So Quinn picks up Selwyn, our very squishy cleric, so that Quinn can kind of protect her with the hits as they run towards the hallway. And they're able to open the door and get through and close it again behind them, which is odd. And Selena goes up and kind of assesses this door and kind of turns away, sending two people to go kill Kaylin and telling everyone else to focus on getting out and then trying to save this now burning building. Mm-hmm. So I decide, okay, the door is opening for my friends, but not the bad guys. So I hope I'm going to get through. So I dodge these two that are closing in on me, book it to the door, and I'm able to get in and get into the hall. And now all of us are in the hall. Ava looks furious, but we're all okay. We're all conscious. And I'm like, what are we waiting for? Let's go. And we start booking it out the back door towards the alley. And that's where session will pick up tomorrow. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we caught up. We caught up. So is that what you were expecting from the ball episode? 
Not at all. <laughs> Not I didn't have any clue. Yeah. I liked it though. Yeah. It took quite quite a turn. I really liked it. Good. <laughs> what do your notes look like? I'm really curious. My notes are probably the messiest they've ever been. Beautiful. So but, if you haven't listened to our podcast in a while, I uh, let us all know the catch-up. And then Des gives us like a summary catch-up based off the notes she's taken during this with kind of the key points. And yeah. key points that stood out to Des. <laughs> Which sometimes <laughs> isn't actually really that important at all. But is always fun to hear. <laughs> well, um, yeah. I liked it didn't feel like I missed that much we did miss a few sessions and whatnot so like it wasn't a full three months worth of weekly sessions Mm -hmm. which is good but yeah that's good (laughs) um okay so we started at the ball finally we did before I think a couple times that it's been a year in the waiting so we were at the ball yeah. Um, we went through all the sick fits. Yeah, super sick fits. <laughs> Learned all about the cool, super sick fits. Yep. Um, and you headed off to the ball with the boys. Mm-hmm. You met a potentially suspicious elven man. Yeah. Had some combos. Yeah. Didn't really go anywhere with that. Not yet. Not yet, but noted because he you had a convo with him. Yeah. Um, there was some, I put meet and greets, but just in the context of, like, mm-hmm. you guys met and greeted people. Yeah. Um, just talking, there was some people who are pretty much on their own campaign to find yeah. fallen stars. And interestingly, if I remember correctly, because this was months ago, I'm pretty sure that's one of our DMs parties. I think her character is in that party. Just for fun. So it was like a little meta game meetup there. A crossover event. Yeah. How fun. And we yeah. acknowledge that it was like Starvedust, which is mm-hmm. a great a film. Super great um, film. <laughs> <laughs> then I just jump. I kind of, I guess I was just like, Sometimes the lead up to the excitement is subtle to me yeah. where I'm just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, what? And right. so there's a big like gap in notes. But essentially the next thing I wrote was just save Kyrian. Cause I think you hadn't quite, I think you had definitely hadn't said he was missing yet, but I, I was assuming that's what was happening. Right. And, and so jumped into figuring out what's going on yeah you decided to join the funky little dude the (laughs) goblin yeah um on a convoy of sorts to a new city yeah because you think Kyrian's there well he that one we had confirmed because we'd used the bracelets right he did tell us he was going to folder right oh because yeah he was still in communication yeah um, you met a new character, Kellic and Cork, too, yeah. I guess, a robot. And what kind of cre- 
creature? Is that the derogatory? Helix race? Yeah. Helix is humanoid. We don't oh, really know what their race is, but okay. they look like a human. I yeah. have a minor suspicion out of game that they could be a changeling yeah. based on their hair. Yeah. But we have no reason to confirm that. So they might just be a person with long white hair. Yeah. So we'll go with that because yeah. we don't <laughs> like, I don't like changelings. <laughs> um, okay. So Matt, Kellick and Cork reminded me of the robot from Sharkboy and Lava Girl. Yeah. Then you did some night travel. You mm-hmm. interacted with an owl bear, which yeah. really <laughs> made me giggle. <laughs> They're cute. <laughs> They are something bizarre. <laughs> um, there was a cookie trail. Yep. That didn't really lead to anything, but it was funny. It was just one of those. We do, when we're traveling, our DM has us roll um, D100s for random encounters. Uh, so that was just one of the random encounters we had on the road, but it was kind of funny. Yes, it was, It yeah. very much was. Um. You traveled for a while, which I think was mm-hmm. like the longest time other than when you were on the boat somewhere. Not from camp. I'm not thinking of campaign two. At the very beginning, you traveled on it. That was on only a- like a day, a day or two. Okay. So we this is the longest the you've ever traveled. Yeah. Okay. So you traveled for a while. Then you got to. What's the city you were going to? Bolter. Bolter. Yeah. You got there and you did some just like recon mm-hmm. just tried to figure out what was happening what yeah. you needed to do um and the goal was to find this guild yeah. i had a lot of questions <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. i just needed to be patient <laughs> um, civil war. yeah about the civil war so the plan was was to find the guild and then you sat down and had like planning time to yeah. try to figure out what to do next and that's just when well, it didn't quite erupt. I feel like our planning just time yet. is more just like out ideas. Never really like compile them into it. Pardon the cat if you can hear them. Um, we never actually compile them into a plan. They're just kind of ideas that we all have collectively <laughs> in our brains. <laughs> it feels like you sit down and you're like, choose your own adventure. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't actually decide and you're no. just like eh. you just read in the moment you just read through the choose your own adventures and you're like <laughs> okay well i guess a bunch of stuff could happen that's we'll the see. best way to do a choose your own adventure book yeah <laughs> i guess so so you decided to do the alleyway watching yeah situation you had some traps set you spotted uh, a, a suspicious figure mm-hmm. and all of this I mean I'm missing a lot of context you had oh, yeah. a lot of information about the warehouses and the missing things and the criminal activity totally. and all that but you spotted a suspicious figure and you went to the warehouse you got some info on the crow club yeah and the fact that that was like the meeting place of yeah. who you were assuming you needed to get in contact to find Kirian so you go to the crow ta- club. You you do some healing and discussing, <laughs> and then you you guys get caught. Yeah, seemingly. So you get threatened with a river ride. 
Yeah. But instead, you just kill a bunch of... We give them a river ride. Yes, they do. No reverse. <laughs> I, 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 I still think there was more info on that note, but we'll never oh, know. On the note, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> There's um, probably definitely more info we could have gotten from them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> There's just it. so much more that could have happened, but <laughs> moving on. I was voting for keeping one alive, but it was keep them alive or let them go, basically. So, yeah. Just death was chosen. Um, <laughs> you decide that you're going to a birthday party the next day. Yeah. Um, then you see, okay, I wrote just trap girl because <laughs> I thought Primrose was a trap. Not yeah. there, not in the context of at the crow club, but in the context of at the ball. Right. I was assuming that she was the like trap, but yeah. one thing I wrote: Did Kyrian know that was Primrose? I mean, we haven't had time in character to discuss that yet. Because when you said Kyrian went off with a person, you didn't yeah. say who it was, right? Yeah. So out of character, she was wearing the same disguise or a similar disguise to what she's wearing in the Crow Club at the ball. She dropped it outside when she was talking to Kyrian to Primrose, which he'd have recognized. But what the the form she was wearing in the ball, just like using a disguise self spell or whatever, wasn't how Primrose normally looks. Mm. But for some reason in the Crow Club, she's also wearing a similar look to that. So it seems like she's not in the Crow Club as herself, per se, or Primrose is the illusion. Like, we don't really know. So trap is a correct assumption but not necessarily knowing why and yeah how that happened yeah okay so we're still suspicious of primrose but she also agrees to help you guys out when you realize <laughs> things are bad because kyrian gets dragged in because they want to make an example of him because he did not follow through well, he followed through enough to kill the guy, but then he kind of abandoned them. Okay. He didn't come yeah. back. Yeah. And so it was decided not you just had to fight a bunch of rogues. Yeah. And Selena pitted everybody again. She just she just she said there's traitors. Well she didn't say Yeah, that, she kinda caused chaos. Chaos ensued. Yep. Um, so everyone's fighting. There's like disappearing acts happening. Yeah. There's a magic door. Cork loses their head. So sad. But you all end up out. We do. Yep. Is Primrose with you? No. No. Right. Okay. We don't. We lost track of her after Kyrian disappeared. She just kind of melted into the crowd. So we don't know if she's what she's doing. Okay. So yep. right now the group is. Kaylin, Quinn, Selwyn, Ava, Kyrian, Kellogg, and Cork. Cork's head. Yeah. Cork's head. <laughs> oh, poor Cork. Poor Cork. But yes. So right now, the player for Kyrian is also playing Kellogg simultaneously. So we're going to have as much time as we can where they have conversations together, obviously, just, just for the fun of it. But yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a confusing time, but exciting. Okay. <laughs> 
And that's it. That's where we left off. Yeah. Really took a rough and tumble turn. Yeah. It was like a whole arc, basically, since we've been podcasting. So now we got to find out if Kyrian actually wants to come with us. I mean, I assume so, seeing as he was, like, unconscious and beat up. But he probably doesn't want to stay there. But, I mean, who knows? You never know with Kyrian. (laughs) You really don't. (laughs) Okay. Also, we insulted him a bunch, so maybe he's worried about getting his ass kicked from Selwyn. Who's yeah, I was going to say, Selwyn kind of set up a, a hostile <laughs> environment. But will she follow through is the thing. Because if um, she does follow through, then we know it's really serious. But if she doesn't follow through, then it was all just, you know, among friends. Okay, well, I guess we'll see. <laughs> interesting well i'm glad i got to hear about the ball yeah and that it finally happened and i'm very interested to see what happens next me too i'm still a bit suspicious of primrose especially because we lost track of her so she didn't actually have time to kind of be on our side really like the intention was there in that moment but who knows what she's gonna do now yeah and you don't know like what her motivation is in yeah anything totally so hopefully Kyrian is able to share some information with us about what went on as they were coming to folder like i'm sure he has more of that story you don't even know if primrose is really alive is that even primrose totally yeah yeah she could be undead she could be someone disguised as primrose she could be primrose who faked her death like no it idea could be an illusion that would be a pretty impressive illusion if she's exclusively an illusion because she's been touching things. <laughs> so that'd be she's, pretty impressive. She's she's very powerful. <laughs> Primrose is the big bad evil guy of this campaign. Primrose is prisoner sixty one. Ah! Don't give our DM ideas. <laughs> Next time we see Prisoner 61, their mask drops and it's just Primrose. Ah! <laughs> that would be terrifying. Prisoner 61 has pink hair and Primrose has red hair. <gasps> they must be connected. They have to be. <laughs> it's the only logical conclusion. See, like I said, so much stuff happens in my brain. Just <laughs> run free with it all. Yeah. Well, well, there we go. Bravo, everyone! Bravo, we're all still alive. I'm well, glad. I'm glad to hear about everyone. Yeah, and um, yeah, hope they're all doing swell. Super swell. We'll find out tomorrow in game. Who knows when I'll upload this? But tomorrow, I will find out. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Do we want to roll some dice before yep. we close off? Sounds good. Okay, I'll pick out all my d20s here. I didn't have them ready. Got a couple more hidden. Oh, there's one. I think that's everybody. Okay. I don't know how much you can see because I have my camera. It's <laughs> just a shadow. It's just um, green. green. Light green. The lightest of the green. This green? Yeah. Okay. That's isn't that like your that this was is your my first dice. That was, that was your first, first good dice. one. The one that rolled the best the first one. It time. did consistently roll well. Yeah. Okay. 
nine. Nope. It's middle ground. It's generally a fail on skill check, but it's mediocre. <laughs> but you know what? I'll Fitting. take it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's appropriate. I should see what our last roll was before we stopped. Just before everything went bad. Yeah. Before but the thing is, horrible. everything had already been going bad. Yeah. Right. It just was now bad for both of us, really. Because actually, I was doing okay then. But it's been on a roller coaster. Yeah, it's just been back and forth. <laughs> well, there we go. Lucky number nine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say that for all the numbers. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this exceptionally long episode of And Then We Fought a Dragon. Yes. Uh, future episodes will probably not be this long until no. unless we catch up for campaign two, which will be incredibly long but also fun yes looking forward to it hopefully if things allow we can be a little bit more consistent and yeah fingers crossed d20s rolled we got a nine so i i feel like you know it's looking up for us (laughs) all right have a good week everybody (laughs) goodbye bye